This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have a very special friend of mine since 2011 when we met at college. Uh, he His name is Jorge Batuel Macias, but I call him <laughs> Batu and his friends call him Batu. And he is the founding account executive at Offsite and also the co-founder of Mescribe sales consultancy firm. And I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Batu, how are you? I'm doing good, and I'm doing better now that I'm speaking with you. A uh, long time, uh, you know, uh, that I have a lot of love for you. Uh, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, I am an industrial engineer. That's how we actually met each other while studying industrial engineering uh, together. We did a couple of investigations and special projects while studying, a coffee roasting investigation and the solar-based LED project. Um, of Casa Pueblo, uh, so we had the chance to to work together, and we've been really successful at it. So I'm hoping this is gonna be a really really good podcast for everyone. Hope uh, everyone learns a lot and ends up with a lot of value. Yeah, uh, I, I have no doubt, man. I mean, you are you're incredibly smart, uh, and and I know that we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get some some good value from you. <laughs> and uh, first. Um, you know, you kind of give us a, a little bit of a, of the background of, of us, right, of our relationship. But now I want you to kind of introduce your professional side of things, right? Like, what, how are you involved with with Offside and, and, and now with your own company? Uh, so tell us about that. Yeah, so I would say I am an industrial engineer that transitioned into sales. And it sounds like a really big jump or a really difficult transition. Um, and it's funny because my dad and my grandpa are both salesperson. I studied industrial engineering to get away from that. So uh, it's funny how I ended up in, in the role either way. So uh, when I was in college, I helped a few friends open up an uh, entrepreneurship and innovation uh, association. And then after I graduated, my friends that opened up that association with me uh, came back to me and be like, hey, uh, Batu or her, hey, however you want to call me, um, we're opening up a tech startup and we need help. So I started my first consulting gig was helping them uh, grow uh, their client base. So basically, I was working at a bank. And every time I plucked out of my full-time job at a bank, I went and spent hours consulting and helping my friends on this tech startup. So long story short, they bought me away from working at the bank. They offered me they offered me a chance to get out of that and start working at that tech startup. And basically at that moment, the startup like had like a few thousand dollars in annual recurring revenue. And I got there, I started 
applying most of my knowledge in industrial engineering to that sales role. And I helped grow the company basically from a few thousand dollars to $3 million in annual recurring revenue and help that company um, get into Y Combinator. And Y Combinator, it's the biggest and most important tech startup um, accelerator in the world. So companies like Airbnb, Twitch, uh, like a lot of like billion dollar companies have gone through that accelerator. So it was amazing to be that uh, to help a company be that first Puerto Rican startup. And and, and can you can you say the name right? That's why might as well, as well yeah. just shout out. You know. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. The the company is called Brain High. Um, I'm I still have really close ties to them. I help them every time I can. Both the founders are are really good. Are really good friends. It's funny that you mentioned that because they were recording a podcast last week and they chatted me out. So yeah, so just you gotta you gotta you know I I, I just like I know because I know Brain High because obviously they're, we're friends, very close friends, right? So I just wanted you to to mention it because I, I think it was a very impressive thing that you did there and and I mean Brain High in general. So I just kind of wanted to give them a shout out because I mean Puerto Ricans killing it. You know we gotta give them the shout out. You know. <laughs> Yes, yes. So basically what I'm doing right now, it's taking all those knowledge that I acquire during those three or four years at Brain High and condensing it and helping a company like Offsite that is also starting. So I'm creating that go-to-market strategy. I'm helping uh, create those sales processes and help like grow that sales team to get them to a few millions uh, dollars in, in recurring revenue too. So that's where I'm cool. where I'm working right now. Uh, offsite, like it's a self-explanatory name of a company. <laughs> so we help create uh, in real life team retreats. So offsites, um, and yeah, um, I'm doing that uh, right now. That's that's pretty cool, man. Uh, I love I love your story, and I mean, you know, that's why I wanted to 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 give you this opportunity to come here because. Uh, I, I always like admire you, you know, and even though like, you know, we're, we're the same age, we study together and everything. Like I, I admire a lot of things about you and, and it's, it's pretty cool to, to, to kind of be able to share this story because the main thing that I do with this podcast is give people perspective, you know, and, and I want other Puerto Ricans that, that can see this, like, Hey, if we're doing it, you guys can do it too. Right. And, and, and that's why, why I like, and, um, let's kind of, yeah. trans- oh, what's it what going to say? I was going to just point out like sales shouldn't be scary. And if I could transition from being an industrial engineer to being like a sales master right now, or really, to being really good at, in my second language, that it's, there's some difficulties to that, but we can talk about it later. Um, if I can transition from industrial engineer to sales, like you can do, you can stop doing whatever you're doing and transition into sales and be good at it. I yeah, you. I mean, um, like we both, you know, being Puerto Ricans, like Spanish is our first language and and having to operate in English is that an extra an extra challenge that we have. And, and you know, if we can come in and, and learn a new language and do it, like imagine people that already know English. Right. Uh, it, it's a lot easier. And, and, and one big point in here that I, I want to touch is that the fact that he went like he studied engineering and then he still ended up on, on, on sales that says a lot about sales, right? Because everybody's like, Oh, go to school and do and, and, and get this grades. And so you can have like the secure job, but then you don't need 
you know, really education for going to sales. Like we study engineering together and I didn't finish. I left, I went to the air force and then like, you know, ended up in sales anyway, right. Indirectly because I'm the CEO and founder of my own PR firm. So the first thing that you have to do is sales, right? Cause if you don't sell, you don't, you don't have a business. So, uh, very sales is extremely important. Even if you're selling yourself to get a job, still you need sales. So I, I make this uh, point all the time and uh, I just wanted to emphasize it one more time. And, uh, now I want to talk about this. This is a very important part because this guy is doing like a million things at the same time. So <laughs> this is one of the, my biggest questions that I ask people, which is like, what's taking most of your attention right now and why? Great question. Um, I would say, so right now I am doing my MBA. I'm working full time. I'm doing my sales consulting and I'm also doing the 75 hard challenge. So uh, if I would answer, that takes all of my time, literally. So I would say my MBA, I want to grow professionally and and academically. Like I, I want my career trajectory to go at the same time as my academic trajectory. So I want those two to match in a way. Um, working full-time, that takes most of my attention. Um, so, and I love what I'm doing. It is really fun. Um, and doing self-consultancy, it's more like, I, I see it like a more of a social cause. So I've read hundreds of books that go into how to sell, how to be good at sales. And I, I feel like that responsibility of helping others and and give back to the community and give back to other founders that are starting their companies to be able to 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 sell and to grow their own companies. And then the 75 hard challenge um, is more to get better like mentally and physically. So I would say like different like MBA academically, working full time is like all around get professional, better. right? <laughs> professionally a consultancy is more like a social cause and then the 75 hard challenge is to get better mentally and physically yeah i love it i love it man uh it's crazy to me though um i, I could never but uh hey uh, props to you that's why i said that i admired you because i i just it's not like oh it's impossible for me but i just don't i'm not willing to put up with that like i just that's just not the 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 reward and 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 sacrifice or, or effort that I have to put up for that in my mind at least it just doesn't make sense because I just don't want to like I just for me school I guess you know I, I, me being kind of dyslexic and not being passionate about it um I don't I don't I just don't put the effort that is needed and I just don't it's just it's torture for me so that's why I stepped out completely and I was like look I'm just gonna and, and do my my own firm and obviously it it came with even bigger challenges right because like the if i would it's not just about titles it's about the mm -hmm. the learning how to learn and, mm -hmm. and the dedication uh like that perseverance all those things are that what really pushes you and i really like the way that you are uh doing this because like the way that you describe it i really like it because it's like look the reason that i'm doing this is not just because i i care about that paper that much it's just because i want to level out my growth in the professional side with my academic just because that's just how you want to right and i, I really appreciate that like i really like that because it made me visualize like gave me perspective again like perspective is just the word of this podcast seems like so. <laughs>
Yes, okay. yes. Um, I would say like the 75 hard challenge ties to all of that because I think like to be better or to improve mentally and physically helps me be better at my MBA, be better at my working full-time job, be better at consulting. So as my mind is is in the right place and my body is in the right place, I have the, the right energy to be able to accomplish everything that I'm doing. So that's mm-hmm. like piece, piece everything uh, together in, in a way. Yeah. Uh, and that reminded me, uh, there was a post that I saw that was from this girl that she was saying, look, the reason that I like going to the gym really like uh, like a lot like the, what I enjoy of it, the real benefit is like if I can go here and like deadlift over 300 pounds and like squat over 200 pounds and like being this tiny little girl, when I when I put myself in that position, like, look, that's like weight three, two times what I weigh, but I can lift it. Then like, what is it like I can I can wake up in the morning and then do something for work and I can do all the things that are easier. Right. Because if I can go through the stress and like in my body and, and, and push my limits, then it that that's just a mental, it's just a, a mentality like, oh, I can do anything almost. Right. Like in that mentality, that, that's exactly what you said is is taking that doing the 75 hard. And if I can do this, then I can do a lot of easier stuff. Right. So I, I really, really like that. And and with that, I kind of I want to want to segue to to a question that I like asking to most people that come to this podcast, which is um do you have uh, an advice uh or tips that you would like to give to business owners in general or that you will give your younger self if you were to restart right now yes um i would say get good at sales like don't mind my sales consultancy company or the that this is my thing it's like when you're recruiting you're in sales when you're uh fundraising you're doing sales when you're selling you're doing sales when you're doing marketing you're doing sales too um when you are applying for jobs too you're selling yourself you're you're selling yourself so like one advice i would get to my younger self it's like uh to break that taboo around sales and that is like it's bad or it's creepy or oh i had a lot of those labels around what is sales and i would say to my younger self like don't mind those labels at the end of the day every business relies on getting money in the bank and for everyone to get paid at any company there's one salesperson sales has to calling emailing like bugging people interrupting people uh uh to to sell those those products um and one way and one advice i would say is like if sales seems scary to you remember that sales are a numbers a numbers game so like for every 100 calls you're gonna connect with 30 people you're gonna s- schedule 10 calls you're gonna have like five presentations and you're going to close two deals like it's a numbers game and as you like when you start maybe you don't know your numbers but as you go on you're going to start understanding the numbers and it's your that's going to be a way to for you to be able to disconnect from the outcome and be able to focus on like what are the numbers that are going to get get me x result and then you can make twitches and you can make it like improve you can improve the process and make it and make it better yeah so uh, and i want to add to that is um 
in the beginning, you will suck, period. It just, it is what it is. Like just, and then you know you're going to fail, right? You're going to learn from it. Might as well just fail fast. This is a great advice that I, I was given by my I, many of the coaching programs that I've been. That's what, in especially the, the one that I did for sales. That was like, hey, you will fail. So fail fast. Might as well, because why prolong the, the learning phase and, and have the first 20 to 30 calls that are going to suck slow? Might as well just go through them. Just keep doing it. Suck, record it, go through it. Even if you, you're going to cringe about it, doesn't matter. You just got to just learn from it and then just embrace the suck, get it done, and you'll get better. Yeah, but just know it will feel worse before it feel better. But that's just part of the growth. It's just the growing pains, right? It's just growing pain. Like Growing is painful. And you got to just embrace that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you're going to suck when it starts. And it's part of the nature of sales. Like when you have a lot of conversations, you're going to get a lot of no's. But those no's could turn into maybes or can turn into yes with time. So maybe someone that you talk today is going to say no. But in six months or in one year, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I remember I talked with Fu about this. They right now maybe a good timing for this. Let let me call him and like as you build your list of no's, you're gonna convert a few of them into maybe's or yes in the future. So and at the very or, least, they were practiced. At yeah. the very least, they were practiced. Like that, even if a conversation doesn't go that well, like mm -hmm. first of all, those exposure you got yourself out there. Second, you got practice. And then third, like just like you like Padu said, it's a numbers game. So that means that every time that you get a no, you're getting closer to that yes too. So that there's multiple ways to do to to look at this. And even the worst, it's positive because at the very least, it was practice, and you can learn from it. So <laughs> yeah, we used to we used to have like this piggy bank thing where you got every time you you said like you got a no. Like you would press it and it would like make this little noise. And every time you like in a way to feel that as you're getting each no, you're getting closer to a yes. So each no shouldn't be like bad. It should be better because you're closer to getting to a yes in the future. Um, yeah. One one advice I would also tell tell to my younger self or, or to others that like if you see an opportunity, like take advantage of it and make the best out of it. Like when you feel when 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 you keep thinking about this one thing over and over and over again and keeps like popping your like, oh my God, this is a great opportunity because this, 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 and this. Like just take hold action. on to it and make yeah, take action and make the best out of it. I remember like at offside, I actually suggested the job to a friend. So I was talking to a friend. Uh he was talking to me about like, oh, I want to get a new job. I was like, Look at this job posting. Looks like a really cool job. Looks like a really great opportunity. And he's like, yeah, I'll look at it. And like a few days later, I keep thinking of it. I was like, oh my God, that's such a great idea. Like, this is like a no brainer. Like, this is going to be really easy to sell. This is going to be amazing. And then I went like a week past and I went back to my friend and be like, hey, do you apply? It's like, oh, no, I haven't applied. I was like, okay, don't worry. I'll apply. I, I want this. I think this is a great opportunity. And I got the job and now I'm making the best out of it because I see the opportunity. Like, so we do offsites. Um, most companies went remote or hybrid, but everyone knows the like the importance of in real life interactions for connections, to like improve culture, for like employee engagement, 
and balancing out like work and fun. So I kept thinking of that over and over and over again. And when I got the job, it was like really easy for me to sell because I already knew the opportunity. I thought about the benefits and now it's easy for me to translate those benefits into customers. Yeah, that that's it's so so great. I love how you like giving giving us that too. It's like, hey, because how many times this has happened to to basically everybody? Like you want to give an advice to a friend and then you don't follow your own advice, right? Like, and you're like, man, wait a minute. Why am I like I am I'm telling him that it's such a great opportunity, then that means I think it's a great opportunity. So man, as well, I should go for it. And that uh, you went for it, and, and I'm glad that that you went for it. And now look, you're happy and you're doing all these things and you seem like you're in the right place. So I'm happy for you. And, and I know this is going to be uh, very valuable for the audience. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. So I want to go now to um, talk about a challenge that taught you something that you think is worth sharing with the audience. Yeah. So one of the most challenging professional experiences I've ever had was at this tech company where I thought I had my dream job. Like I got there, I was super excited. It's like, this is such a great opportunity. I'm going to get paid so much money. This is going to be like amazing. And then when I started, something fell off. I was like, the team feels not in the right place. Uh, like employees are not engaged. Like the culture feels weird. And so I was still ramping up of, I'll explain what a ramp up process is. So when you get a new role in sales, usually it takes a few, like we spoke earlier, it takes like a few months or weeks of getting no's. So uh, until you get, start getting your first yeses, yeses to meetings or yeses to like deals close. So a ramp up process, when you start a new sales role, it's like they give you a couple of months. So you start like building up that book of business and you start like, getting into a point where you start selling consistently. So I was still on that ramp up process and I got laid off. I was like, oh my God, I left my job to come here. Um, I just got like fired from one day to another. I thought I was doing great. Um, I, I'm still on my ramp up process. So they shouldn't expect for me to like be selling that much. Uh, so I went back at it um, and now like being in the position where I am at, at offsite where I'm doing like more uh, transactional sales. So there's a big difference between selling to small and medium businesses to selling to mid-market enterprises or like huge companies with thousands of employees. And something that I learned is like, I put myself in a better position where I have more uh, chances at bad where I have more chances to talk with prospects and learn from them. So small and medium businesses or transactional sales is a better place for me because I can get more practice. I can improve my like uh, curve, uh, my learning curve, and I can get really good really fast versus if I sell like more enterprise and mid-market deals, I'm going to get less chances at bad. I'm gonna. It gonna. It's gonna take more time for me to get better at uh, at my at my role. So, my that was my biggest learning. What I would preach to other founders and 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 
and other companies like make make sure you're careful what type of segment are you selling into and just know that as you increase like the contract value or the opportunity of of a business is going to usually come align with a longer sell cycle and it's going to get harder to close yeah yeah that that's a that's a great uh it's a great way to put it and 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 for my for my side of things that you know i'm not i'm not like in different jobs like i'm i'm, doing, I'm just committing to my just to my agency and in and, and the equivalent to that will be with the offers and the niche that you're targeting because there's there's some niche that you're targeting oh if you're targeting high ticket if you're taking a low ticket and 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 that how that that sales process works right like when you're playing uh look i just want to sell a lot of it for cheap or i want to sell just a few of them but for a lot right and you gotta have that that mental preparation for that because it's different it's it's a different like it depending on What's your role? Uh, depending on what company you are doing sales and what they sell and how they do it, it depends that that affects your process too. Because it's doesn't matter how good can you can you are or, or you can be, if you're not the right fit because it doesn't feel right. Doesn't matter. It, that doesn't mean that the job is wrong or or anything. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's it's not that it's nothing wrong with it. It's 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 about the fit, you know, being being uh, in the right place, at the right time, like and. That's something that I, I've had uh, in my, you know, as, as, as someone that is an employer, uh, when I'm finding people, like, I find people that are great, but I just don't find how to fit them. It's like, damn, you're so great. I want to, I, I like your work ethic, but can I offer you something that makes sense for you financially in the time and you feel like you're operating in your zone of genius? And, and that's that's something that, that I got, I mean, you got me thinking about that because it not necessarily, that means that that was like, a bad job but but it just wasn't the right fit because you were like no i want more of that to want this style and then now you went for it you took control of your career you went and got and got something that look this is a better opportunity for me i can feel it and you went and got it and it's like look now this is a better fit right and, and it's not like and you don't have nothing against them like you're still friends you yeah. still help each other and everything but um it just wasn't the right fit and that's you know us like it's a, like us like we we want to work together all the time we think about it and we and we always but we're waiting for the right place the right time the right fit so that way it's not we try something and then no no we're we're gonna go and we're sure we're committed and that's happening i mean it's the imperial <laughs> imperio we're gonna get it together and we're gonna do something <laughs> something great which uh, gets, gets me to to a cool story that i want to share here given that i have Batu here um there the story of the name of my company i mean my, my company is called imperium <laughs> authority and and that that was because you know Badu and me we were we were in college i think it was like after a night out or something we were at his apartment and we were just talking about like i was saying hey imagine you know how if i have imperial blood because i don't know anything about my foo side my great grandpa was just the original foo like, I don't know anything about that family. He died when my grandpa had two years old. So we were talking about, oh, imagine I have imperial blood and I go there and then I'm the owner of this empire. And then, you know, I bring it here and I create this empire. And then we start talking about it in, in, in Spanish, imperio, you know, empire. Is like, and so we were like, oh, like, let's just do it. Let's create our own empire. Let's do el imperio. And then that was what the imperio was born. And, and basically was uh, our own, like, 
fraternity in a way. But it, instead of being just about <laughs> just guys, it was like also girls because we were like, damn, we want to have our own, but we don't want to get spanked and hazed and everything. Like, <laughs> right? Like we're just bosses. Like we don't want to be like that. So we just created our own. And that's how we did. Uh, that's why my company is called Imperium Authority. And I thought that was a great story to share here, given that Batu was in the creation of it, right? So he's one of <laughs> his co-founder of the Imperium, you know. So I think that it's, <laughs> it's good to to kind of bring that story here. So <laughs> yeah, um, I still I still keep a really close relationship with all the friends that we met through the Imperium or the Empire or the or Imperium. Um, right now. You're still in my phone as Fu Imperium. Yeah, so, and I yeah, have like a, a little um, <laughs> like which is kind of like the inspiration of of my logo in a way, like the emoji of like that that, that Chinese house thing. Like that's like my uh, my uh, my emoji for all my like people from El Imperio, and I'm you know, and that's forever. Like we still have that group chat, we still talk, we have a uh, fantasy basketball together. Like you know, so it, it's cool. Hey, hey, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm winning this week. I don't know. <laughs> I. I I won't last year, so that's all I'm all I'm out about I, I, I to wasn't, say. I wasn't there, so I mean, <laughs> I didn't lose there. So, <laughs> but man, uh, you see, this is this was the reason that I wanted to do this because I think there was some. There's so much story between Bado and me, uh, and, and and there's so much growth uh, from like you know we met when we started becoming men, right? Like uh, uh, like we were at 18, for first time living alone uh college like learning about life and like real life because before that like you're getting taken you have under the umbrella of your of your parents and it's not yeah you're not living life you have like the the training wheels let's say right on but then when you go to college and you get like uh, a place for yourself and everything that's when you take the training wheels off and, and that's why like we we became very good friends because we were like look we're in this together so like we're let's help each other out this is not easy we're taking about the same classes anyway. I mean, the same classes, not in the same order, because you know, obviously, like college, uh, it can be shuffled around. Uh, but uh, it was it was cool to take classes together, to do investigations together, to do a lot of things together. To be honest, it was fun, man. It was fun. Um, yeah, so I think I kind of kept that like helping other people out, and I think that's like the basis of my consulting business. So right, like. Just like I was helping people out when I was in college to go through that process, I think I'm doing like the same thing, like helping people out that are open on their businesses, like sit down with them, give them uh, suggestions and ways to grow their, their businesses. And like, I think the only way I've like gotten the chance to work with 50 plus different companies on, and help them like uh, create those like sales processes, grow their teams, grow their companies, all of that. Like I've done it because I've always been in the business of helping others grow in general. So Same. it's in my me, DNA. Me too. Like without, uh, without knowing, like without knowing it, when we were in college, like that's what we created El Imperio because we would just want to help each other out. It's like, we have our group. This is the family that we created. And every time, like, hey, I need something, Badu, hey, I need something, literal, hey, I need something, like, I have my friends, I can count on them all the time, and we help each other out in, in like, academic stuff, and in life stuff, and just everything, and and that's what it translated for us to to be in this entrepreneurial side of things, right, and, and to get into sales, 
because it's it's a way like look if if you found something that is so good you're like damn this is good this can help people like it it, it becomes like damn like it's almost my duty to share this with the world uh and, and make a world better place however we can so that that that's what i wanted to to kind of add there and i uh now i want to i want to say um this is the part that i i like given the conversation or maybe something that we didn't touch on what would be the biggest takeaway for you to leave the audience with? The biggest takeaway, either um, from like a, a a point that you want to emphasize of what we talk, or maybe something that you haven't mentioned that you say like them, like I gotta I gotta say this before before hopping off this call. Yeah, reach out if you like. Getting good at sales is gonna help in a lot of different ways uh, at your company. Recruiting, we already talked mentioned them like recruiting, fundraising, job searching, like selling, Everything. marketing, all of that. So if if you need any type of help, uh, just reach out. I'm always like down to get on a Zoom call or get on a phone call. We've had a few consulting bis- uh, uh, phone calls together where, I, where, I, where we sit down and we chat about like, what are your main concerns? How can we help? Like, how can we establish a process that's repeatable and that can get uh, better at growing your company? So just feel free to reach out. And if you don't feel like too comfortable reaching out, read books. So there's always like, like not, you don't have to reinvent the world. Like hundreds of people have like grown companies. It shouldn't like the information is out there. So a few books I would suggest would be like Challenge Yourself, Fanatical Prospecting, Sales uh, EQ, uh, the Sales Enablement Playbook, and How to Win uh how to win friends and influence people those That's like a just one. a few books that like have changed my life and have made me into a better salesperson yeah and and um just to touch on that because i was who was it um i think i don't know if it was for mossy or another one of these influential people that are, that are very successful in sales uh they were they were mentioning that look even like always do not like do not think that you can solve your life if you got yourself in a tough situation you caused that problems all right so like you need help because you can be asking the same person that caused the problem to solve it right you got yourself in there so think about like hey i got myself here i i need to find some help and it's not not just look for someone that will carry you right it's not like go with that victim mentality i hate victim mentality but just be be humble enough to to accept that you need help and go look for it and, and for the battle's point if you feel afraid of reaching out to people look for podcasts look for even chatting if you don't want to talk with somebody there's chat like you can chat with people online just like google it really like it's it's, it's that easy you can use youtube videos podcasts like there's so many different things uh that depending what's your preferred way to to learn they're out there like they're out there and 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 just join groups, join something like, and, and slowly, you know, get to yourself in a position that you can, you can build community and you can feel comfortable with those people, like whoever your people is, because everybody has mm-hmm. different types of personalities and everything, but your people is out there. You can find, just have to find them. And when you are comfortable, then you can come in and, and, and work together to, towards the same mission because uh, it is, 
entrepreneurship, especially it's not in, in life in general, I would say it's, it's just, it is a team sport. It is a team sport. And, and it's not that, that you shouldn't be doing anything alone. Uh, there's always alone time is good, but, but it, when you recognize that you will get further faster with people instead of being like, Oh, I did it myself. And I just wanted no one help. Cause I want to say like, I did it alone. Right. Like, and, and that's, that's cool and all at times, but there's ego there, right? There's ego there. Like you, you're some sometimes when you're like I can do it myself, kind of mood. It's like because your ego is telling you like you're better than everyone else and you're gonna do a better job, and that's not entirely true. So just be conscious on when is like when is your ego talking and when is when are you talking and. Just make sure you can point it out and be like, hmm, I think that's my ego. Let's go back, rethinking and see if like I can find a better solution to this. <laughs> to, to that point, um, I even like I ask myself all the time, like, is this my ego talking or is this like a legit reason that that like it's something that is more like I'm ana analyzing something and I really want to do it because of a reason, not just because of ego, right? Like if it has deeper meaning than just me elevating myself and just like, oh, look, I'm so great. If it has deeper meaning, good. And and if not, then it's like, maybe reconsider, right? Because uh, it's very easy to fall into like ego, like mentality ego because you don't even, it's a natural thing for humans to care about ourselves because especially if we're in uh if we're often operating under like survival mode right uh then it's like oh me 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 because i'm just trying to survive and and, and when you're like sometimes shifting from that survival to abundance mentality to a, a more fulfilling life it's something that it's it's not easy it's not easy to shift and it's not like oh i solved it and that's it like that's that's, that's an everyday battle like that's why mm -hmm. asking yourself all the time, like, is this coming from like an ego perspective, or is it coming from like more like an abundance and and, and purpose and fulfilling uh, mindset? So that that's that's one point that I wanted to throw out there. <laughs> yeah, and it sells. It's a good way to let your ego in the door because like you first like to be good at selling, you have to be good at listening, and you Very have important. to listen. And there's there's this quote that I've read a few times in, in a couple of books that says you have two ears and you have one mouth. And that's because you should be a you're you should be listening two times how the many like the amount you, you should speak. listen the amount you speak. So just uh, like letting other people speak, letting other people tell their story, letting other people tell their problems and their concerns and like their way of thinking it's one of those important ways that you have to let your e like you have to let your ego in the door to let people speak to let people go on tangents and and to be good at selling because i listen. would add to that i would <laughs> add to that that it like you have to come in like you have to leave the, your legal your ego at the door so you can come in from a place of serving because in sales it's not about just making the sale is if what I'm selling does this serve this person? And when you come in with that with that mentality and you make them see, hey, like I'm trying to help you. I'm not just trying to sell and make a quick buck. Like I'm trying to help you. 
And, and when you come from that, you feel better. Your sales process goes better because you don't have that like salesy, like guilt, right? Like, oh, I'm actually helping. Like, I'm not, I'm super happy to take this money because I know this is an investment that is going to be great for them. They're going to make money. They're going to gain time. They're going to save money. Whatever the, the outcome is, the positive outcome, when you know that you're serving, it, it mm -hmm. the sales process becomes a lot easier and people feel great and it's just great it's just it's just all good every the, the energy that that conversation radiates it's like oh like there's good happening in here and that's what i wanted to add there so <laughs> yeah um, you have to believe whatever you're selling you have to believe in it or else it's not like it's gonna feel uncomfortable and it's gonna translate into an uncomfortable conversation with with prospects. So to be able to be good at sell at sales, you have to truly, truly believe in in what you're doing and that the value is is there, or you're not gonna become great at it. You yeah. can be good, but not great. Exactly, and, and we don't want to settle for for good, right? Like we want to be great. We want to be as good as we can, and uh, and um. You know what? One thing that got me thinking about that—that's that, what was a thing that I usually say, like uh, usually at, at the end of the podcast. So because usually something, some something that a guest says, uh, get me thinking of that, and it's something that Mr. Johnson, uh, Terrence X. Johnson, he he taught me, which is you don't get what you want, you get what you believe, and and that's a very strong phrase that I carry myself now, like with that in mind all the time. It's like, oh, I want this, I want that, I want that. No, if I believe that I deserve, if I believe that I, I will get it, if I believe that I can get it, that's when I'm going to get it. Not just like wanting, but not believing that I deserve it, right? Like manifestation is not wanting something, it's believing that you can have it, like visualizing already having it. And then when you can visualize that clear roadmap, it's just follow the steps, right? Like you know where you have to do, do and what where you have to go. So now you just do. Right. So that that's what I wanted to add, because it's the same thing in like sales. Like, oh, I want to make this sell. But do you believe that you should be making this sell? Right. That is that is the big point. And, um, you know, just to kind of wrap this up, I, I know there's going to be people that are going to be like, hey, this Batu dude, he's so amazing. Like, I want to talk to him. So um, how can people find you? Yeah, um, I would say the first and most important place to find me is LinkedIn. I'm kind of a LinkedIn junkie. Um, I'm always posting there. <laughs> um, like It's my favorite social media. So find me there at Jorge B. Macias. Um, I'm going to leave the link uh, for you to put in the description. Um, if you're interested in planning an in real life event uh, for your company or with your board of advisors or with your investors, like you want to plan a trip uh, in real life, uh, you can reach out uh, through offsite.com. Or if you're interested in some type of sales consulting or just like help suggestions on how to improve your, your sales process, like, just feel free to contact me at messcrib.com. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for, for taking the time, man. Like this was fun. I was looking forward to talk to you. Like we've been like, Hey man, we got to catch up. And it's like, yeah, anytime, anytime you keep saying, I'm like, you know what, let's just schedule a podcast. And you're like, okay, do it. And then, you know, now like we are able to, to have an important conversation that is valuable and might as well, you know, if we're going to have it, might as well record it and share it with the world, given that I have my platform. And then, you know, we talked a little bit before and we're going to hang up here and now we're going to stop recording and then we're going to talk a little more. And uh, yeah, this was amazing. <laughs> I, I really think that there was some, some powerful stuff in here, a lot of uh, perspective, you know, from like two Puerto Ricans that like 
it's they're killing it in sales in different areas of entrepreneurship. So uh, th I think this was great, and and I appreciate you taking the time, given that you're doing like a million things at the same time. So I really appreciate it. Happy to help. Always here for you, man. Uh, take care and thank you for everything. Yeah. So this was this is Badu and Fu signing off. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host Fu. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.